Hey there, you aggressive frame individual. Welcome back to Erico Blueberry. It's an unassuming destiny podcast. My name is Chili Bin. Uh Mackie. I don't know why I put the emphasis on my own name that way, but we're here. We're past that. Um that's gonna be rattling around in my own head that I said it that way. Uh hello. We're here. We've we've made it. We've gone two weeks in a row. Look at us go. Almost like serious podcast creators or something. I don't know. Um, and with packs fast approaching, I think we've got to get all of them in that we can before we go and take at least a week off to deal with that. Um, but yeah. What's happening? Not much. I played, Just I played some Destiny. Existing and playing Dudney. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I will say, not quite Destiny talk, but I did finish Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, <laughs> my blinds my blinds were annoying me. <laughs> I am just, wearing pants. Yeah, usually you give me some kind of heads up before you go and stand up out of frame. Um, <laughs> that's fine. Anyway, yes, I've finished... Baldur's Gate 3 on my first playthrough. Um, Disgusting. I think I think it ended up being 80 hours, which is large. But now my gaming time has freed up somewhat. Uh, just in time for Season of the Witch stuff to get just a little bit more interesting this week. Um, so we'll get into that because... I don't know. There was some some juicy little bits in the, uh, in the voice the the voice lines in the lore this week, uh, referring to Asa as a proto worm, which I thought was interesting, because we kind of touched on that. I feel like last time, not sure where Asa lands between like Leviathan and Worm, and the Hive uh, mythology. Proto worm is still a gross name for yes. anything. It's not great. Not great. <laughs> Proto worm. Yes. Um, Re worm. Yeah, but it sort of started with um, Ikora relaying information from talking to her hidden um, I, and saying that her yeah. reports on Eris's connection with Asa did not land well. And Ikora then saying, I don't much care for it either. Um, so yeah, it's all, it's all getting a bit dramatic, I think. Yeah. It was I like the way that they're sprinkling this law through kind of, like they're drip feeding us to us in a very well-paced way. It's mm. not like lightfall where it kind of felt a little bit funny. Obviously, it's going to feel different cuz it's an expansion. But this definitely is a very organic way and they are I personally, I find it really enticing. Like the little bits that they're giving us are like, ooh. Yeah. I mean, some like, more? They've been doing that pretty well for the last few seasons, but this one especially, yeah. it feels like the cadence to the way information is being rolled out is a lot smoother. Um, you know, last week was a bit light. Um, you know, you kind of did your two quest steps, you got some information, and then it was like, great, go back and just do stuff. But this week it's like... What one of the quest steps was like do five 
challenges in the altars of summoning. Altars. Which yeah. doing doing five of them, I had to do f- two full runs to kind of finish that because I loaded in halfway to one, so I only got a couple out of that. Um, so it felt like it just required more work this week. Um, and if every week's like that, it's a drag. But it wasn't too bad considering how last week was. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, see, I like the altars. They're they're a really good brain off way to kind of farm reputation at the table. Yeah. Which I've completed another triumph towards the title. Yeah, we we do. I mean, we'll get to it, but that that final secret triumph has been revealed. Um, because yeah, you we go through the quest steps and then it unlocks a new activity, a mm. new seasonal activity known as the Imbaru engine, which sounds like mm-hmm. someone saying. Oh. Like it sounds like someone's saying Imaru, but they've like bitten Imaru. their tongue or something. They've got a cold. Yeah. Imaru. It's Daddy Imaru here. Just like stumbling over it just enough. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it was I mean it, they basically say like it's com- it's designed to be confusing. Um because it, it kind of reminded me of the in the prophecy dungeon. There's that one cube-shaped room you go into where like the what you're standing on eventually becomes like the walls of an of a next rotation of this cube that you're inside of um but they've done it so well to to there was a couple of points where i was like jumping around trying to do stuff and i got up against the wall and thought i was looking down and completely got myself fucking turned around um but yeah, Imbaru, one of the like one of the lines that i screenshot the subtitle of was um Basically saying uh, it's Savathun's reinterpretation of her brother's logic. Still not quite sure what that means. But the Embaru engine is this thing that we're going inside of, which is apparently at the top of the spire. And we're uh, not supposed to know it exists. And and Imaru is fucking pissed about it. Uh, it's above the oubliette. Yeah, so I don't know it if it's necessarily above. I think I it like might be oubliette. between engine spire yeah maybe potentially we don't know it's all but it was another one of those things where it was hidden the whole time yes um but imbaru is apparently a sumerian word for mist okay we pissing in here now what are we doing mist ah I wish it was the piss i wish it was the piss engine maybe i heard what i wanted to hear (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I wish it was the piss engine. <laughs> shout, shout out to Piss Fiend who did all five of my altars with me. Sorry, Piss Fiend TM. It's a trademarked yeah. name. <laughs> shout out to you for doing all of those <laughs> altars of summoning with me. So good. Yes. Um, but yeah, you, you basically just load in, you walk for it, you like do all the activate the the portal that does the hive magic thing except when you go to activate it the prompt that you get is the word unveil which was a little unsettling for me because everything up to then has been like invoke hive magic and this one's like no no we're going to use this word that we've used before in certain contexts uh so that might be i don't know foreshadowing some stuff who knows have you done the first activity yet yeah so well have you gone back in no. So what happened to me was I loaded into it the first time when you're kind of guided there through the weekly quest. 
Um, and there were like voice lines that were clearly triggered from it being my first time loading in as I was going up. Um, this happened to be at a time where they were having some networking troubles and I got booted to orbit a couple of times. And so what that means is I loaded back in and those voice lines didn't trigger again. So then I had to go look up a, a video to see if I'd missed anything. Turns out I hadn't, but there was no way of me for knowing, uh, no way of me to know that. Um, but yeah, so I've, I've done it once through. Um, I haven't gone back in yet, uh, but I, I was I was planning to this week just to see because like the triumph to get the seal is basically me doing it once through is now one of two. I don't know if that means I need to wait for a different version of it next week or something like that. Um, but it was so short. I was already thinking of like, I'm going to go back in and just like see if it changes. Um, cause essentially you load in, there's like two chests and there's like a different hive symbol next to each one. My understanding is, I don't know how you figure this out the first time, but you have to work out which symbol is the correct one and then open the chest that it is, the, the symbol is pointing at it. And then there will spawn like more chests and you've got to like track down the symbols that match and like basically just open a bunch of chests. Um, but if you get the wrong one, you die, but there's no other consequence. You just respawn and try again with the other one. Yeah. But I, d I don't know how you were supposed to figure out what the first one is that you pick. I have a theory, but that's part of what I wanted to check when I go back in. Yeah. I kind of brute forced it too. Because there's one point. So one of the, like the first time I was in there, one of the symbols, which was the wrong answer, was the one that looks kind of like a jellyfish. And there's one point where I could turn around and the, the hedges that were positioned up on one of the walls, the negative space around those formed that symbol. So I don't know if that was trying to tell me, don't do that one, do the other one. Or if there's something there, or if that's just a red herring, or if it is just literally guess the first one and then match it from that. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I struggled with that too i was just like you know i'm just gonna keep doing this yeah um because some of them are like you know there'll be what would be a platform except it's on the wall um and the chest will be mounted on the front of it and then the symbol that you have to check is on the back side of that platform so there's like a lot of weird maneuvering you have to do just to work out like is this the right one to open or not um, and that part was kind of fun because like I often do that kind of platforming just naturally in the game of like I think I can jump on that and get over there it's clearly not the designed path but it'll work and that is it felt like that's how I should be doing it in this case because I'm like jumping on the side of a hedge and then up on this like pointy spike that's sticking out of the wall none of it makes sense uh, but it was, I got it was kind turned of around a few times too yeah yeah um just Jumped into tabs that I had open from doing it yesterday. Um, thank you, Opera, for letting me do that. Um, someone in uh, the Reddit posted a piece of law that kind of makes the Embaru engine make sense. Okay. And it's law in-game. So I don't think it's a spoiler. No, if it's, if it's in the game like do you, is it a law book or a gun or what yeah it looks like it's a law entry do, do, um, do you have apparently, you which book it's from no you know reddit yeah apparently 
Yeah, the only the only reason I ask is because like the name the Embaru engine in the past few weeks, as I found out only today, had been like discovered through data mining, and like if the law has been discovered the same way, I kind of don't want to touch it because it's not information that they expect us to have. But if it's like a lore entry that's been in the game for months or years, then who gives a shit? It looks like... Oh, it could. it's from potentially 2018. Oh. Okay. Do you have it there? Do you um, want from... to just read it? Because <laughs> I don't... I've, I've never... I don't think I've read it or... Because I didn't know what the Embarrow engine was. I never heard of this thing. So the the thing that kind of it's from the book Truth to Power. Oh yeah, that's an old that that's it's old. That's, yeah, that's yeah, old cool. head lore. So <laughs> um the Embarrow engine is basically a system, so this is someone breaking it down, but also using excerpts. Yeah. Um obviously being a hive entry, it's not to be trusted, but yeah. and a Savathun entry. Uh, it's basically a system in which Savathun grows stronger through people failing to understand her. Um, I'm okay. going to move from Re- an yeah, ecstasy. Reinterpretation of the sword logic, that kind of makes sense. Like people losing to Savathun as you would in combat is not understanding yeah. her. Yeah, okay. Because she doesn't use violence. She uses cunning and deception. That's her. Yeah. She's not war. She's not death. Like the rest of them, she's deception. Yeah. yeah. And this is where it makes extra sense. I'm going to move from an existential economy based on the accumulation of violence to an existential economy based on the accumulation of secrets and the tribute of failing to understand. I shall name this tribute of failing to understand Imbaru, for it shall be as formless as the mist. Huh. In the beginning, Yul said to me, Savathun, you may never abandon cunning. If you do, your worm shall devour you. Cunning is the use of thought to predict the function of a system. Therefore, wherever a being should attempt to understand me and fail, has my cunning not defeated theirs? Wherever a falsehood is repeated about me, have I not displayed cunning? I shall gather tribute from every false prediction, misguided theory, and fear- fearful rumor, an ominous superstition which derives from the thought of me, and in time I shall pin my quiddity upon these rumors. I shall discorporate so that I exist wherever my schemes and conspiracies also exist, and so I will be immortal as long as anyone seeks to understand me and fails. Do you not see? We live in a society. Fuck. <laughs> that hits so hard. It's funny how an entire like law entry is that is happening right now. An entire law entry was recontextualized what 5 years later? Yeah. Legitimately. You crafty motherfuckers. If this is from a book in 2018, That is that is some like like if that was planned that long ago, like in some I don't know law bible about Savathun and how she functions, like that's such a long shot. That's very good. 
Um, so if anyone's interested, it's from the book Truth to Power, and it is verse 154I4, call the thrall, is mm. where it starts. Damn. Um, and it's Savathun talking to a thrall. <laughs> and the yeah, thrall's just like, you're talking too fast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't understand you. Head explodes. Psychic damage. Um, damn. And that's how cursed thralls are made. Damn. Fuck. Call me Coyote. Call me Mantis. Serpent. Kagan. And Nancy. Uh, call me Shri cleanse his brother's stomach. Call me the Grand Master of Semiosis, the jeweler's hammer which gilds the signal. A purposeful mob, none of whose members know its purpose. This is, is a good book. I might go back and read this whole thing. Is that a Tinder bio? Just like n- name, names to call me by? There's a Lorna Shaw lyrics. <laughs> That'd be, be a weird game. Lorna Shaw lyrics or Tinder bio. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's funny to like us and that'd be it. Lorna Shaw lyrics or <laughs> Destiny monologue. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Interesting. That's a very interesting book. I'm, I think I'm going to read this book before bed. That's, this is that's a weird choice. <laughs> dope as shit. Yeah, the, the hive are the so a thought I've just had. Like the reason I enjoy reading stuff about the hive so much is it hits that part of my brain that is fascinated by stories about serial killers of like a twisted worldview that you can still kind of wrap your head around. Like the sword yeah. logic makes some amount of sense, even though I would never live a life that way. It's like I can see how you put these pieces together. Um, book truth to power. Mm. Yeah, damn. I just now now the question I have because Imaru is so close to Imbaru, which one came first? And are are the names being that similar? Just a coincidence? What are we What are we doing here? I feel like back when Witch Queen came out, we googled his name. Hmm. Out here name searching. Gotta know the meaning of my future children's name. Yeah. Oh, once again, a Sumerian word for light. I think we. we oh, know okay. That. Sure. I mean, yeah. A lot of Sumerian language yeah. pullbacks. Man. Ayo, hey, someone at Destiny, a loathe fan, because there's a chapter here called Is It Really You? That could be anything. Interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. So we know what the Embara engine is now. Yeah. That makes sense. A, a, hang on. An engine to, with that in mind, an engine to generate Embaru. So, like, the way that this thing works, he, it generates that misunderstanding of Sabathun. She is depending on us to fuck Going up these trials. Yeah. Yeah, because when you, when you pick the wrong she box, laughs. it says something about you feed Savathun's Mbaru, or like there's some pop-up that says something to that effect. And she laughs. Yeah. So she has preemptively set up this engine with Damn. the intent for us to fail so that we can feed her back to strength. Or, or I mean, in that book that you just, that excerpt that you just read, 
she's talking about being formless and immortal because of this, because of us going and doing that. Her, she lives on because we are still trying to understand her and failing. I don't like, do while, we even need to resurrect her? Does she need that? While still empowering her. Yeah. I wonder. She's one of my favorite villains of all time across like all media. Like she's just so well written. Yeah, she's so the, um, good. The question I now have in my mind that I need to get back into the game and test. When you go in to do the Embaro engine, to do a test, is the game designed that the first box you pick is always wrong? Is it, is it literally coded that way so that you are always doing it wrong? Because the, the other question I had is like, if you get it right the whole way through, does something else happen? Because then you've given True. her nothing. Interesting. Yes. Mm. I need to go and I need to go and test the test now. <laughs> I need to go see if Mylin has clued on and figured this out too. <laughs> yeah, he he's he's like for this kind of shit, he's one of the people I go to first if I'm watching anyone try to break it down because like he'll do what that person on Reddit did, but to a better extent and a better depth of like. He makes it digestible as well. Yeah, and also he kind of just pulls that shit off the top of his head and he's like, remember this, and goes and draws it up. Well, he was one of the earliest content creators I saw that made the connection between what's happening in the dark timeline, Mm. where Eris is the big bad. She's corrupted by the darkness and well, stasis yeah, in that timeline. Yeah, she was specifically corrupted by stasis because that came up in this week's story stuff. Yeah, but he, he was talking about that weeks ago when Eris first started becoming a hive and um, Elsie became involved and there started to be mentions of Elsie. Yeah. He was, he was one of the first people I saw that went, huh, huh, this is starting to run a little bit parallel with something else we know about. Mm-hmm. Damn, Embaru Engine. Fuck, Savathun's so well written. Yeah. God damn it, Bungie. Yeah. And and this, like, I feel like at some point someone's going to accuse me of being a lightful apologist, but what they're doing now with Savathun is this long tail storytelling that was, I think, just the way they did storytelling in Lightfall. You know, like, we're getting stuff now in Season of the Witch that kind of back explains stuff that was happening in Lightfall that they they were like beginning a story thread and not giving any kind of closure or milestone. It was just like, here's a thing, here's an idea, think about it, end of campaign. And like I get there's ways to the ways they could have like wrapped up the campaign a little better with some of that stuff. But the style of storytelling of like setting a thing up, maybe not paying it off for like a year or two at minimum that's just what they do. Like, I think I think the difference with Lightfall was it was just so, it was so much more obvious because the campaign didn't have the nice bow at the end of it that the Witch Queen one did. Um, mm. Just depends what you're going into it for, right? Like, if you're going in for the story of the Cloud Striders, like, it had a bunch of that. They, yeah, it didn't have that emotional capstone that well, Witch yeah, Queen did. It, it, it felt like with the story arc of the Cloud Striders in Lightfall, there was almost a bit missing to like really make it resonate, but it still had the, the sort of general 
shape of a story arc to it. Just like didn't hit as hard because we didn't have enough time to develop the connection and, and all that. But uh, yeah, this kind of shit is so good of like, hey, remember this thing from fucking five years ago? No, someone does. And they're going to tell you about it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting with Sabathun, and I think we spoke about this too. It's we we ganked her just as we started to feel for her. You know what I mean? We mm. started to be like, wait, she's a victim of oh, that, that deception one, herself. And that cut like scene and the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, like she she is a victim of deception herself. Like, oh, and but also the traveler chose her, mm. so shit like and then it's like well we got a ganker <laughs> yeah but then every then f- every time because it's sabathun i'm like is that something she's just showing us and it's not actually the truth like i still never know what to believe and then what a year down the track it's like so we didn't need to kill her shit but then also you're like well fuck now we got to get her back and then umara is like oh she planned to die the whole time don't worry yeah. it's like yeah, this is literally, Who? this is the point. Who? <laughs> ah, I don't know what to believe anymore. Yeah. Which is what she wants. <laughs> yeah. This is basically her ascension is dying and then us continuing to try to figure shit out and she's getting stronger as a result. Just. Oh, incredible. Yeah. Man. Um, other things. Other things that happened this week that I did not touch because uh, it was happening at the weekend and I was a busy boy. Um, weapon crafting kind of went fucking mental. Weapon crafting got fuck eyes. So I, I didn't like I didn't play the game while this was happening. Um, I didn't I didn't read anything about like how it happened. I don't even think they've said Um the impression that I got, and you can tell me if I've got this right, because I think you were actually doing stuff in the game this weekend. Um, there was there people discovered ways, ways of like I don't know, tricking the game or or breaking it. When you go to craft a weapon, you could put frames or perks into weapon types that should not have them, such as I think someone told me they created a shotgun that was firing like a linear fusion rifle. So I was shooting like nine beams of like 70 K damage or like an assault rifle that is again, firing like a shotgun, just mental, mental things. And people were taking it to PVP and Bungie came out and basically said like, we could roll this back, but we're not going to, we're just going to try and like fix it. And, but just let it, like let it rip for this week. Um, uh, Alex from our clan told us the other day he turned a sniper into a shotgun. <laughs> yeah, which just like Yeah. So did you did I you have, did you see any of this yourself? Because all I've seen is like yes. a couple of clips here and there. Look, all I know is there was a couple of altars of summoning that got cleared a little bit too quickly yeah. and a few bosses that got just absolutely fucked on. I loaded into one game of Crucible and played it through and went, nah, fuck this, I'm out. Yeah. Like, it was unplayable. People were doing that but shit a lot in of trials. Fun. Like, trials is already bad. <laughs> Seeing some of the shit people were doing, I was laughing yeah. the whole game. Like, I was having a great time. Like, I know some people are really salty about it, but, like, 
what's a couple of weeks of the game being fun? Like well, just silly. It's like, like um, I I wasn't around. I wasn't like. I think it was like during a time when I wasn't playing Destiny when Laser Tag Weekend happened, where Prometheus lands were just insanely broken, and people were taking it into PvP and basically getting instant one shot kills, um, and they just let it go because they're like, "Oh, we can fix this." And this was like at a time when fixing things took more time. Um, but they were like, "Yeah, we could roll it back, we could patch it, we could do all the stuff." And it's like, "No, we're just gonna let it go because it's easier for us and more fun." Um, but this was this was that, but on a whole different level because people were building, like, people were building weapons that when you fired them would boot you to orbit because it put too many game entities into the world at once. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like, I think Alex told me we were talking about it. Um, I think one of the reasons I was busy is because I was hanging out with him doing something. Um, someone had done something that put wolf pack rounds into a sh- like something that fired like a shotgun. So essentially, you have nine shots go out, which then detonate and create like five to six more each. And so all of that happening very quickly would either crash the game or boot them to orbit. Uh, it's just, I love it when shit like that happens and they just go, fuck it like when you're on a weekly cadence you can you can let it go like that There's, there wasn't anything like important that people were ruining like yeah cool you cleared a, a raid boss super fast and it was funny at the same time like same thing when they when people discovered you could do 12 man raids they just let it happen until they fixed it you know it's people harming are, no one our 12 man dsc was hilarious yeah. Um, doing six people, people through act- prophecy was pretty fucked too. <laughs> yeah. Um, people are actively making Telestos now that aren't Telesto <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and crashing the game, which is so funny to yeah. me. Like, yeah. Non-exotic Telesto. <laughs> so, so funny. Like seeing some of the clips of like people just wailing on a, like a strike boss, not even anything big, but the, the weird, I think they'd basically built, a grenade launcher that was, I don't know what it was firing, but three of them firing those at the boss was basically just pushing it up into the sky, but dealing tons of damage at the same time. And they were just like, just launching it straight up into the sky. It's like, how does, what have you even done to make that work? It's shotgun everything, which is the funniest thing to me. And here's the thing. I'll be doing something or I was doing something and I'd forget that it was a thing. Yeah. And just fuckery afoot and me having to look at these like guardians and be like, what the fuck are they? What the? Like, and just, and then remembering. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm just like, you've just got like a, a norm. What is this gun? It's normal. Yeah. And then looking, you're like, oh. Yeah. I think um, it's an exotic, technically. <laughs> yeah, what what I, what I want to do, I think it's been long enough now. I want to see if I can find a good like compilation video of some of these things because I know at least, I, th- I think I saw Dado asking for people to send him clips to put together for something like that. So I'm sure there are plenty of videos around of good examples of this. Um, so I'm sure like Cacus. Cacus or someone's put something together. Yeah, you Lucky just have to get past Cacus. 10 minutes of intro. Um. <laughs> Bringing back the Ali uh-huh. A fucking aggressive dubstep. 
in chores. Yeah, that's what I want. Um, but yeah, like, again, it harms no one. Like, sure, it might trivialize getting some cosmetic armor out of it, like a PvP playlist, but literally, who gives a shit? It's video game cosplay. <laughs> just, it's, just enjoy the broken gun. It's Blibio games. Yes. Space magic and dress ups. Um, yeah, I like, I kind of wish I had gone in and tried to build some shit, but at the same time, there's no way I would have come up with anything worse than like a couple of hundred of these shitlords that are just all explicitly doing this for an entire weekend. I don't think I could top them. Oh my god, I just saw a clip of a fucking Lydia firing like a machine gun. <laughs> Good. Uh, Good. Sorry, I went to go grab some examples that we could throw in the description and just it, it auto-played in the first clip with someone using a Lydia like a heavy machine gun. <laughs> just... See, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, I want that. When... When gun no do the thing you know gun do and do something else, <laughs> it funny. Gun, gun act like other gun, funny. It's just like. Just let your unga bunga brain just take yeah. over for two hours and giggle at the silly gun. Yeah, did you ever, <laughs> do, did you ever play the um, uh, Just Cause series? So one of the best yeah. things is how much they lent into the chaos in their sandbox. You could, You had like a grappling hook that you could tether two items together with and then you could push a push a button it would basically just retract that cord and you could strap rockets to things you could strap these like booster mines that would like be a rocket and then eventually explode and you could you could like stand in front of someone's car that's driving down the street strap a bunch of those rocket bombs on the back of it send them into space uh you could first tie their car to a lamppost before you do that and then they're just doing doing tetherball shit like it's like so good it's like all the uh flash game mm. uh new ground games where they were just basically destruction sandboxes yes like that kind of stuff like the stick figure ones and the like the chemical reaction ones that were all just in browser flash oh. games Okay. Like that energy. So I've, I've, I've just now remembered a conversation I had with Alex when we were hanging out and I've put it, I've put all the pieces in, in my head together of what that day was. Um, he had never played Burnout Revenge. The one with like Ooh. the crash mode and all of that <clears throat> shit. And we got to explain it to him and I got so excited reliving memories of playing Burnout Revenge and Burnout Paradise and doing crash mode shit and just like this little husk of a vehicle just bouncing around, just blowing shit up when you hit it. Yeah. Oh man. I could play that. I could play that game again right now. I'm going to see if there's a way to, I know burnout paradise to the like, emulator. Well, burnout paradise, they've re-released a couple of times and like, it was never as good as when everyone I know was playing it on Xbox 360. Like that, that yeah. was, that was a good time on the internet. Or I, I would jump into a party with people, be like four of us just hooning around, doing shit in Burnout Paradise. It was so good. Ah. What a time. Um, speaking of things being kind of broken, um, 
So I, I mentioned before I had some networking issues. I don't think this was actually related, but um, Bungie actually came out and said that Destiny had been hit by a bunch of uh, DDoS attacks recently, distributed de- denial of service, um, mm-hmm. which has led to a bun- like a big up- upswing in networking errors from their end. Um, I thought it was interesting because in the same message, they said, usually when this happens, we don't tell you. We Because... The, the weird thing is when you say that, people try to do more of it because... It's a Streisand, isn't it, where it's... Yeah, well, it's also that's the point is you if, if you're trying to DDoS a service or a company, you're doing it to get their attention and them coming out and saying, we're being DDoSed is literally the point. Yeah. So, yeah, it was interesting to me that they, they chose this one to be like, this one's pretty bad. And I think it's good. It was good for transparency because people were complaining about the networking. People always say shit like, "Ah, oh, Destiny servers are so bad." It's like, well, yeah, because someone's trying to run it over with a truck. Like, of course. Yeah, I was. I was getting a few times over the last week or so. I've been getting um, errors that I'd personally never mm. experienced. Like we're used to, like weasel, baboon stuff that's more our end or connecting to destiny two servers, which is just usually maintenance is happening when that happens because maintenance happens during American downtime, Australian peak time. Like it just, it's, it is what it is. Um, and I was starting to see errors on and off that I've never seen or personally experienced before. And I I just never, an error code B appear like in that bottom banner, but then when yeah. I, when I went when it like kicked me out and I got the actual like message in the middle of the screen it was a, a weasel, so that's when when I, where I was saying like I don't think what I had was related because I was eventually getting an error code weasel which is usually client side networking. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, and I just never thought like it's oops, load back in like it's usually. no big deal. Sometimes when you're in the middle of something important and it does it, it can be a little bit frustrating. Yeah. But like. Yeah, just load back in. It's usually no fun. harm, no foul most of the time. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't until I saw that announcement that I was like, oh. Oh, it's actually bad out that here. That explains some of the stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so maybe don't be mad at them. <laughs> Servers are okay. They're just getting beat up. But also watch Destiny create a whole new legal precedent again if this keeps happening. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Fuck yeah. Because, like, it's the thing. Like, these things are are often quite hard to track down, but not impossible, depending on how Mm -hmm. uh, stupid the people behind them are. Um, But it's it's the the weird thing I've found. As we've learned in the past, salty Destiny players aren't too intelligent. The thing I've found in the last, call it month, because I've taken Twitter off, like I've, I haven't uninstalled it or like gotten rid of my account just yet, but I've taken it off the home screen just because I want to like almost wean myself off it because I'm very much opposed to everything that's happening with it. Um, but it's meant that I've missed a lot of just the like incidental destiny updates I would get from seeing those tweets of like, oh, we've got this networking issue or like, here's the thing about the guns and the crafting. I just, a lot of it I was getting only through word of mouth. And even then 
like I would, there's a couple of like group chats I'm in on Twitter that would like cause me to open the app and then I would see something on a timeline and like maybe that happens once a week at this point. Um, but so much of the stuff I just miss because I don't have any other way where I would get that information. I have the homies Air Bungie and Destiny 2 set to notify me. Mm. So I can see the tweet about the notification on my home screen and then close the notification, but I don't have to go into Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's also one of the things, because I haven't been playing a ton of Destiny lately, I haven't felt the need to do something like that. Um, it's prob- probably just a good incentive to go and find something other than Twitter where they post those messages to. I think there are spots. I just don't... I don't I'm, I'm trying not to get to the point where I was with Twitter where I was just checking it all the time. Um, and I don't really want to just replace that with a different thing. Mm. Like trying to create better digital habits is, uh, is one thing. Cause I kept, yeah, find, I, kept that's why... I kept finding myself like looking at Twitter on my phone, close it, go to the home screen, reopen Twitter. And I caught myself doing that loop more than once a week. And I was like, I need to get rid of this. So this is not, this is just not even good in any yeah anyway it's it's why i sat down and thought about my notifications and i was like i'm gonna turn notifications off for twitter except for and then set it to notify very specific accounts Mm. so only very specific accounts will actually ping my phone and it's like i said it's the close homies and then bungee destiny 2 yeah and this and then some of the bands I like that I'm waiting to announce uh, for yeah, them yeah. to announce tours and yeah. stuff. And it's, it's a thing that I am very soon going to have to figure out all over again because I'm switching from Android to iPhone whenever this fucking iPhone shows up in the next, <laughs> hopefully in the next week. Because this screen, I think I showed you this before our last recording, <laughs> but I didn't actually put it in the episode. This is just what it does sometimes. This, <laughs> you can see the, the like damaged bit down that side. Um, maybe eventually... It'll actually show me, oh, there, there's the screen. Okay, it works now. Um, but, like, in this corner here, there's, like, some damage where I dropped it. Um, and then it, like, cracked across the screen. Uh, it's bad. It is getting less usable by the day. Because it will do that thing where it's, like, just white. Uh, and I'll have to, like, lock it, unlock it about four to five times before it goes, oh, it also does this. Um Oh, that's right, the retina scan. Yeah, it will just do this, uh, and now it's gone. Um, So, yeah, it is deeply frustrating to use this phone, but I have no alternative until it shows up. Um, But, yeah, it's a whole, like, different system of notifications and apps and shit that I am not familiar with because I've never had an iPhone. I have an iPad, but I, I barely have anything set up on there. It's mainly, It's mainly a thing I use to play Magic the Gathering Arena, and for like tracking life when I'm playing real life Magic the Gathering, um, I barely use it for anything else at this point. But like I have some Netflix and stuff on there, that sort of thing. But not like not using it daily. I'm not checking it for stuff. I'm not getting notifications there. So yeah, I have to figure out all of that all over again. Uh, you'll be able to get your good photos from your new iPhone on your iPad and edit them on your iPad. Maybe it's an iPad air three. <laughs> so it's a bit old. Uh, it's not ah, super capable. 
Um, but the case for the iPhone showed up because uh, that was very very fast cool. shipping. So like I have, the, I now know how big the phone will be, um, which is like, let me let me see, like that much bigger than my current phone. That's fun. I can I can do that comparison. I always go the oh my case is looking a bit jank. I always go the pro or the max size yeah, see, in I've, iPhones. See, I've gone the max because. Mainly because of like the weird economics of scaling up storage on a on an iPhone because it was like the standard iPhone Pro with is like one twenty eight gig base storage, and I wanted to go up to the two fifty six because I was like that feels better compared to what I've got in my current phone, and then the I, the Pro Max starts with two fifty six and the cost difference is like a hundred bucks between the two at that point. I was like I'm just gonna go up. It's fine. Uh, but yeah, that'll hopefully show up next week. Reminds me, I need to clear my phone out before packs. Mm. Plenty of space for photos and shenanigans. I have the cloud, but like I, I have the largest cloud service mm. option, but I still like to just make sure there's nothing important on my phone on on my phone so that if I lose it while I'm traveling or it's stolen. Yeah, very true. They can't get into my iCloud. I can lock that and I can lock the phone, but, you know also don't want to lose anything so i want to make sure it's all in at least a physical location yeah smart smart um well look we're very much very much out of destiny talk now i think that's yeah that's about it it's about all we've got Rootin yes um so yeah we will i don't know what place I, I still need to still need to gild my dredgen i still i still haven't finished that um let me think. What is this? I mean, we're recording this on twenty first of September. Yeah, we'll get one more of these in. Then the week after that is PAX. Um, I think. I think. Yeah, we can. We, we should. We should only need that one week off, depending on how things go. Um, but stay tuned. Uh, we may just not post one. The next few weeks are going to be weird. Uh, but hey, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for for get- tuning in. You get? I, I get back on the Wednesday, so. <laughs> that might be a bit tight. Yeah. Okay. So maybe it's a two-week break uh, for PAX. Um, but, yeah, make 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 the algorithm happy. Inform the algorithm about Erico Blueberry. Inform your friends so that they can inform the algorithm. And you do that by hitting all the buttons under the video, including the big box where you can type in a comment. Uh, and then you hit the enter key and you send that and I get a notification on my phone that says, hey, you got a comment. And then I look at it. And then if it's good, I give it a heart. And if In it's bottom. really good, I'll say something. In or you might. Yeah. It's not just me. Um, Imbaru. Sound off in the chat. <laughs> Imbaru's in the chat. <laughs> It's my new favorite word since oubliette. <laughs> yes, embaru is a little easier to say. <laughs> yeah, what that embaru do? Who up? Oobling their it. <laughs> who up? Bamboozling their enemies and feeding their embaru engine. Ugh. <laughs> who up? Getting horny off confusion. <laughs> well, I am now. Um, hey. Seven thirty is. Let's get out of here. 
I uh, will see you next week. Probably. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Unless my house eats more keys. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I didn't even think to ask. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> we cannot get into a whole thing about house keys now. We'll see you next week. Bye. Love you. Miss you. Bye. Ha <laughs> ha